MP, it's here this weekend. That's right, Bretto. The Wellness Base Camp lands two hours south of Sydney in Kiama this Saturday, June the 2nd. Oh, naturopath, gut health and female health extraordinaire Helen Patteron will be joining us. Fuad Kassab from Quirky Cookings coming down. Fellow podcaster Dr. Maria Zussman will be talking all about stress. And you and I, Bretto, will be there talking about love and relationships, work-life balance and how to truly master your wellness. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the Wellness Base Camp. One full day of inspiration and education on this Saturday, June 2, from 10 until 5. There's over 1,000 bucks in door prizes, a raft of world-class local exhibitors, and a room full of people just like you. So bring a buddy and get two tickets for the price of one. All details and tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure, as always, to introduce the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He has the dulcet tones of wellness, Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. <laughs> oh, that's going to be interesting to see what happens today. Marcus Pierce, great to be with you, mate. How are you? I'm flying along, but you do have dulcet tones. You know, I've heard you sing some incredible songs at uh, 11... In the evening or one in the morning, um, and I don't know if you've thought about this, but a lot of the graceful ages and one hundred not outers that we interview on the podcast and that we speak about on the podcast, they also like you, great man. They love to sing and dance. We see the joy and love of singing and dancing when we go to Ikaria on our longevity experience. We see them at the Panagetti's doing their wonderful things. But all longevity cultures seem to have a strong mm. element of singing in their community spirit. So, we thought it would be wise to cover this topic on 100 Not Out to share with us why this is so important and how good singing is for personal wellness. We're going to chat with Deanna Kangas. Deanna is the founder and director of Voice House. We're going straight to the top because Voice House is Australia's largest adult vocal studio. Deanna started dancing at three. She started playing the piano at six. She was singing at eight. She grew up watching musicals and having performance aspirations. She's performed live in front of more than 40,000 people. Deanna Kangas, it's a very warm welcome to 100 Not Out. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. Oh, it's great to have you on here, Deanna. It's uh, it's really fantastic. We actually asked you on today because we feel the world's become a little bit too PC. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it rubs us up the wrong way and people are stressed, they're not having fun, they need a release. And uh, it seems that singing is a great way to provide that kind of release. Can you explain the health benefits of singing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we find that more and more adults are certainly coming uh, to singing, especially later in life, because they are craving that balance, obviously, because um, if life is all work and no play, um, as we all know, it makes Jack a dull boy, as the saying goes, I guess. And uh, I think we're going through this shift at the moment where we can see that more and more people are just being open to the fact that, you know what, even if something is a little PC, 
if I've got that calling to do it, and I guess, um, you know, obviously social media has its um, benefits and it also has its negatives at the same time, but seeing more and more people maybe being exposed to other people going out there and pursuing things um, is also helping people to come to singing if it's something that they've wanted to do for a really long time um, and go, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to do this just because I've always wanted to. And essentially, a lot of people aren't aware of the health benefits to begin with, um, but but of course, when they start, they do realize how therapeutic it is, firstly. Um, singing, I mean, sound waves themselves have healing qualities, and that's why sound healing is becoming such a popular thing. But when you get used to using your own voice, it can help in so many different ways because not only do the techniques in singing help to train you to use a voice correctly, relax the muscles, improve your posture um, as well, but just the fact that if you start singing not only on your own, but some people join sort of singing groups that we have and things as well, um, having that sound around you, it just really helps um, to relax you in so many different ways. And then, of course, working towards something um, that you thoroughly enjoy. Uh, it really helps you to master the art of developing and refining a skill. And as we all know, um, you know, those who are at the top of their game understand that repetition is everything. And when somebody gets themselves to a point where they have repeated something so much that they're excellent at it, that feeling of gratification, knowing that you have accomplished it really helps you to put that forward into other areas of your life as well. Oh, this is wonderful. And I think uh, as you talk about this, Deanna, I'm thinking about the discussions that Damien and I often have around um, we're not jaded and I don't know that we're cynical, but we hear a lot of superfoods in the nutrition world that we kind of just laugh at. But I listen to you talk about singing and I've done some research into the physical benefits of singing and I tend to think that maybe singing, which has been around since uh, humanity has been around, that singing might be one of the true superfoods. It's known that it uh, definitely helps with posture you can imagine when you're singing and the way that you stand we know that it's a great workout for the lungs it's a it's a it's almost like we don't need crossfit and yoga when we can sing our lungs out to some wonderful music there's research to suggest it strengthens our immune system it's great with sleep do you find that people are almost pleasantly surprised when they come to you for what they might think as just singing lessons only to realize that there's so much more. And I'm sure it's not just the physical, but there's also some psychological and emotional benefits as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you've hit the nail on the head because a lot of people do come to it and immediately all they just really think about is the fact that they don't want to be laughed at or think that they're the only person that's an adult that's ever wanted to learn singing before and that they're going to be put on stage with a bunch of kids at some point in time. And, you know, that's everybody's kind of greatest fear. They're like, oh, I'm the oldest person. And every time someone comes in the door, we say, actually, our oldest student is 81. So you've got plenty of time. Oh, um, firstly, yeah. And that's secondly, so um, and who, who himself actually came to singing for therapeutic um, benefits because he'd been through some traumatic things like a loss of a partner and a child and all sorts. Um, so people come to do it for themselves. But like I said, yeah, they do realize um, just how much you get out of having the confidence to realize the power in your own voice. And I suppose from training people over, I mean, I've been a coach myself for about 12 years now. And through training people over that time, um, I've noticed that Generally, uh, the confidence somebody has in their singing voice can sometimes almost be directly proportional to part of the confidence that they have in their voice in terms of being heard in real life and what they have to say and their opinion being valued. 
Um, and so sometimes um, it's interesting to see people realize the power in their own voice from a singing perspective and how they can actually bring that through into every other element of their life because they sit there and they go, you know what, actually I, I, I can speak up and I do have something to say and I can do something that I want to do even though, you know, when I was five years old somebody told me that I sounded like a cat being strangled and I, I shut up since then and I never sang um, and then I tried it again in high school and my parents didn't encourage it so I just left it and now I'm in my, you know, 30s or 40s and I'm going, okay, I've just got to do this. Something's telling me that I've got to do this. And knowing that your instinct was right and it's not about being good or bad or it's it's irrelevant. It's about just knowing that when you're doing it, it feels good to you. Mm. Um, and so that's, I think, what really empowers people in so many different areas of their lives, even in terms of their careers as well. A lot of people um, use that confidence and bring it forward in their careers at work. You know, they have the um, confidence to actually put their ideas forward a little bit more or maybe stand up for something that they believe in um, and you find that they just come in and they're like this is the reason I do this is because it's cheaper than therapy it's actually getting me somewhere in my <laughs> so yeah so it, it's great and we have an amazing community so oh, it's so good it's so good I'm as you're speaking I'm remembering a time when my brother and I were in church now, I think some people judge their singing ability uh, through their ability uh, or their own perceived ability to sing a psalm in church um, or to sing uh, one of the gospel hymns. And sometimes they're just they're poorly written and the, and the music sounds terrible. And I recall being young, sitting in my church, St. Elizabeth's in Noble Park North, and laughing at my mum singing. And she recalls that too because she brings it up from time to time. She says, I, I stopped singing after that day. Oh, no. She doesn't sing as a result. And I feel horrendous about it because oh. I was thinking, oh, all the bad things that parents can do, but all the bad things that kids can do too because kids without really meaning it. Like I probably said to my mum, you sound like a drowned cat or a cat drowning. Um, I probably said to her that at the time, but, I pro you know, these days I would never say anything like that. In fact, I'd encourage my mum to sing. But uh, and I feel terrible. So there's some scarring that might have taken place for a lot of people. Why do people find it so hard to sing? Like, is it is it only because of fear, or is there other things? Why do why is it hard for us to get our voice out? Because their kids say things well, to their mums, don't they? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's oh dear. The core of everything. <laughs> um, no, look, this is a this is a um, a topic that I'm actually quite passionate about, to be honest with you, um, because. I find, I mean, there is a number of reasons, obviously, and we could probably spend a really long time talking about them all, but essentially I find that the main thing is that unfortunately just due to the popularity of a lot of things on mainstream media um, that shun people for singing, like slightly, you know, not so great, um, it's just become accepted that everybody has an opinion and that it's okay to share it all the time and I guess you know once upon a time we were brought up with if you don't have something nice to say don't say it at all firstly um, but secondly now everybody is a critic when it comes to singing and so it's it I like to use this parallel when it comes to um, athletics for example so so many people will still do adult um, sports and people might play in a recreational sporting team 
And some people are great because they used to do it in high school and other people not so great, you know, the fitness isn't up to scratch. But at the end of the day, it's just about the camaraderie and it's just about, you know, everybody having a good time, getting out there, feeling good, getting some fitness in. And you don't sit there and watch a recreational sport team and go, oh, that person's terrible or that person's great. And even if somebody is terrible and they muck up and you have a laugh, nobody takes it too personally. But then when it comes to singing, we've got all these sensitivities surrounding it. It's like, unless you're perfect, don't do it. And I just sit there and go, well, why is this? Like, it's, it makes absolutely no sense to me. Of course, when you start, you're not going to be perfect. I mean, essentially, singing is the same as running. Some people run a lot better naturally than others, but we're training muscles just like the rest of the body. And so when you learn to use those muscles correctly over a period of time, it doesn't matter how naturally talented you are. If you want to get somewhere with anything, you know it's the time and effort and dedication that's going to get you there in the end. Oh, this is fascinating and I think the the key is, as you said, that you're not going to be Elvis overnight. You don't even want to be Elvis. As you said earlier, you don't have to be an amazing singer. It's just having the confidence to use your voice and that is a metaphor for so many other areas of life. What what do you say? It is. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's wonderful to hear. I'm thinking... You go on. Sorry. Well, you just, uh, I don't want to talk. I just want to keep this conversation going. I just, I think often, you know, people, I, I know that I don't belt out a tune unless I'm in the car by myself, um, and, and in which case I reckon I sound amazing. But um, <laughs> yeah, there is definitely a fear of judgment. You know, if people heard me sing, what would they say? My son's a beautiful singer, and so, you know, I'll sing along with some th- songs with him from time to time, but I'll let him go way over the top of me because, you know, he can drown me out. But it feels good. It feels really good to sing. Um, but y- you often wonder whether or not you sound good, and so that could be the reason why, well, certainly the reason why I would stop singing. Yeah, 100%. That is the main concern for everyone. And that is the main reason that a lot of people stop singing. The other reason as well is just because obviously, um, unfortunately, singing is not something that's held in high regards in terms of, um, not with everybody, there are some families that obviously encourage music, mine being one of them. Um, But a lot of people loved their music and did it throughout school. But then when it got to university, parents were like, no, no, that's it. That's enough now. Like concentrate on your real job, on your real studies. And so it fell to the wayside because it wasn't deemed important enough. But if that's a part of somebody's you know, soul and that's how most people feel it, they just feel it like it's a piece of them that, that that's missing. Um, and you take that away and um, you, you will always feel that like that there's a void there. Like I'm a firm believer that we're all here on this planet um, having, you know, the things that just make our hearts sing, um, so to speak. And if that for you is one of them, regardless of, of whether you're good or not, well, firstly, art is a matter of opinion. So, for example, I'm a huge fan of Lady Gaga. I think she's amazing, but the next person hates her. Does that make her good or bad? Not really. Again, art is a matter of opinion. So whether or not you're good to somebody who told you that you weren't is kind of irrelevant um, at this point in time especially if you're not using singing as something, you're not doing it as a career, it's not your entire life, you just want to do it because you want to do it, don't worry about whether it's good or not. That's That's got nothing to do with it. I think some of the other things, you know, as I listen to you talk, I think the key is for our listeners to recognize all of the benefits just in singing, no matter what the voice is like. I mean, we've already spoken about some of the physical ones, but um, it's, there's overwhelming amounts of research to suggest that singing is a great antidepressant, um, that it does release endorphins in in um, 
various amounts depending on how much the song is that you love to be singing. Um, if it's a psalm, it may not produce the same amount of endorphin releases as a bit of Michael Jackson, wouldn't you say, Damo? Um, <laughs> but also just its ability to lower stress levels, to improve mental alertness. There's a lot of research suggesting that people that have dementia um, and any number of the forms of dementia, there's even, um, I think there's uh, singing for the brain uh, programs that actually help people with dementia uh, maintain their memories. Um, so you think of just some of those emotional um, or psychological benefits. Then you've got the social benefits, whether it is, as we've spoken about, confidence boosting, um, improving communication skills, just creating a greater depth and, uh, to our personality. Um, but also, I'm sure, uh, Deanna, there's a great social side to uh, what you find in your own business that you know the people that come to do the singing lessons end up creating a, a wider circle of friends because they've got more like-minded people in their life now that they're doing singing. So there's, there's benefits on that level as well. Yeah, there certainly is. And most people are surprised to find that there is actually a community of people like them um, who are out there to sing. Um, and most people um, that, that work with us are people who just they, they want to encourage everybody else because they know what it's like to feel um, vulnerable. Um, and so you find that the people that have been with us for a longer period of time always um, encourage the new singers that come along to feel really comfortable. And we do, um, you know, have opportunities for them to do um, group sessions together. We also do um, live performances. We've got one coming up next week. And if someone's never done it before, the community is just so um, responsive to that. They introduce themselves, they get to know each other, they've got like Facebook chat going on and um, you know ongoing things we even sometimes host like social nights for karaoke and things like that as well so um, you've got other people out there who are like you know what some people come to this from a really supportive perspective they've got partners or families who are like yeah if you've always wanted to do it go for it and then there's other people who actually don't ever tell a soul that they're doing it um, or because they know that the people around them or they feel like the people around them wouldn't encourage it they'd be embarrassed and so our community fills that void for them and they are the people who are encouraging them. And some people don't tell anybody around them that they're actually learning to sing until their first performance. They might have been doing it for a year at that point, but nobody knew. Um, so it's a very personal thing and it's not something you have to do and you have to get validation from everyone else for. The only person you need that from is yourself. Oh, wonderfully said. All right, now I know what everyone is thinking here, Deanna, and it's they want to hear Damien sing. Um, and and you know, I'm happy to back up Damo in a couple of vocals but do you think with the remaining time that we have that you might be able to just flip into coach mode and give Damo and I a couple of minutes of uh, singing lessons uh, to finish off this episode of 100 Not Out? Is that is that possible? Yeah, well, we can definitely um, we can do something that's going to get your your listeners to you know be okay with the fact that um, sometimes the sounds are going to cause a little bit of a laugh. Well, we can't uh, tell them so, to go and get singing lessons if we're not going to do it ourselves. I mean, there's got to be a level of congruence, surely. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, definitely. Look, like we, t- we spoke about before, um, singing is using the muscles like the rest of the body. So one of the first things that you will learn if you decided to do lessons with us is um, how to warm up the voice. And obviously, the reason we warm up the voice is to av- avoid strain, injury and fatigue on the muscles. And so it's important to do that before a long um, singing session um, so that you can make sure that you have a voice for the rest of your life. And it's not just a fad that you overdo it and then we've got troubles after that so um let's do well since we don't have any um, instruments in front of us we'll do something that we can do without one so one of my favorites is called sirens um and the reason i like doing vocal sirens is because they they just sound hilarious and it really helps people to relax <laughs> I, might step away, I might step away from the microphone a little bit yes do do tell me if i if i get a bit loud in the examples as well it's hard to tell sometimes um with the earphones in um but uh what we're doing is we're looking for um it's kind of like an ng sound and we're going to start with them really quietly it's like a sob almost and i want you to do you reckon you can give that a go sure damo would you like to go first if you're older and wiser well, why don't we do it together, Marcus? I think that's nice. All right, on that's, the count um, of three, that's here we good. go. If, how about we hold each other's hand? Here we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. On the count of three, one, two, and three. Mm. Mm. I think good. you did a great yes. job, Marcus. I think Thank you're doing really good at you this. You too, Damien. Yeah, it's good. natural. These are uh, and these can be used in so many different ways, and they're really great even for you know yourselves as um, people who speak as well. And if you want to warm up your voice backstage before an event, because obviously, like I said, you don't need any instruments to do them. But essentially, we'd start by just getting into the habit of doing what you just did, and then we can expand it from there. So we can use it to go into the upper voice a little bit more. You can get higher with each one. So, hmm, hmm, hmm. Oh, wow. Do you guys want to give that one a go? All right. Here we go, Dave. Right. There's four. Three. There's four bits here, Marcus. Okay. Three, two, and one. Gee whiz. Wow. Great. That's All good. right. We're getting That's some good. good notes out there, guys. start a boy band. You know what I mean? <laughs> 100 directions. You know that? That could be a nice um, element to this uh, podcast that you guys have each week. You know, maybe if you just do a little song, a collaboration together as well. <laughs> we, um, we, could, we, could, we could do some tunes. We could do a bit yeah. of Jimmy Kimmel. Spell them out. Um, but, yeah, and you can use it the opposite way around as well so you can go low with it. Hmm. 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 And try and get lower into the voice as well. Do you want to try a couple of those? Oh, I find know. it easier, actually. Here That's we go. For me. Three, two, and one. Good. And then it progresses to all kinds of things. So we can use them to do big... Mm-hmm. And just sort of really work into the voice, um, and like I said, that's a great way to warm it up before you start building out a tune. Wow! <laughs> oh, very good. Wow. There's uh, there's my vocal warm up for each morning. I think if I start doing that, Jack will be impressed. 
and yeah. Amber might find another home to move to. But uh, <laughs> I think that uh, Jack will join me. I think Jackson will be into this whole vocal warm-up thing. He loves it. He actually walks around the house just humming. We'll be driving. We're driving. Oh, I was at the football watching Richmond smash Melbourne, by the way, Marcus Pierce. And um, did you know that Richmond beat Melbourne? And he was humming while we're watching the football and going, mate, come on, we're just watching the footy. Do you have to hum? He goes, yeah, but I just, I just, I've got a song in my head. And so I get it. Like I really get it. But uh, sometimes I think I need to join in more with him um, and, and hum along because he was humming. It'll be a humming start to the day. This has been a humming, this has been a humdinger of an interview. Deanna Kangas. <laughs> You have been sensational. Damo and I are going to go join the 100 Not Outers or 100 Directions or whatever we're going to call our new boy band. But uh, really appreciate <laughs> you sharing your wisdom this morning. Um, you've been wonderful in your generosity but also just in enlightening us. I've just said to Damo in the Skype chat, I just love the fact that we've covered a topic like this on the podcast because it just adds a whole new dimension to what we talk about with making the rest of your life the best of your life. So really appreciate your time this morning, Deanna. No, thank you so much once again, like I said, and I'm so glad that we're having this conversation too um, because if it helps more and more people to do something they love, then I feel like I'm doing my job. So thank you so much. Our pleasure. And for all of our listeners, folks, it's time to get singing. If you haven't already, you can find out more about Deanna and Voice House at voicehouse.com.au or if you are in Adelaide, you can call them on 08 7226 8395. But again, I reckon, I reckon my family's going to line up. I reckon they'll line up over there. Get in there. Get in there. Um, this has been absolutely... We'd love to have him. <laughs> absolutely sensational. To find out more about Damo, head on over to damienchristoff.com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au. A big shout-out to everyone who makes this podcast possible. Our editor, Joseph Tomo, Rosie Garner, I, who does our social media, and to you, our loyal listeners, if this is your first episode of 100 Not Out or your 260th, we absolutely thank you for your support. There are many ways you can provide your feedback. The best way is to go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. When you're in iTunes next, give the podcast a five-star rating. And until next week, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realized in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. But I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.